How's it going, Scott? Hello. Hey, doing welcome, well. Welcome. We Thanks are, for having me. We're at a library today. Normally, uh, I'm doing them at my, my house, but today we're at a library. I wanted to explore some other uh, studios, places to do it. I don't know if this is the place, though. It's kind of quiet. I like it. It's a little quiet, but if we got this room every time, I'd be stoked. It's but quiet. Before, because, okay, so I've been dying to talk, talk to you about your race that you did. But before we get into it, like, uh, give people kind of a bio. Who is Scott? What a... Man, okay. <laughs> um, Ready, go. Yeah, Scott Hickenlooper. I um, um, I don't know, a lot of things. Uh, photographer. I own a wedding photography business with my wife. We've been doing that. Well, was full-time for four years. Um, I kind of stepped into a part-time role this year. So I do part-time. My wife runs the business full-time. Um, and then I work at Are you an event supply company. Yeah. Okay. That's what I was yeah, saying. so we're both f- from here. I grew up in Davis County. Okay. Uh, just north of Salt Lake. So and born and been, raised. Have you been there this whole time? Or like, have you lived anywhere else or anything? I lived in, we lived in Heber for a year. Okay. Uh, which I loved. And I want to be back there. I love Heber so much. Heber's a good area. I feel like Heber's so nice. like the next like blow up, like Park City area. You know, Dude. it's going to well, grow quick, I think. We were renting up there for a year. Cause we were like, we like the idea of it. Let's rent and see kind of what it's like. Right. And fell in love with it, but it's is it expensive. It's up expensive there? Yeah. just to buy. Right. Um, renting up there's comparable. I feel like to Salt Lake, but the homes up there are really expensive. And I imagine it's just going to continue growing with pricing and like Salt Lake and even like Utah County is getting so busy, you know? So I imagine even Heber is going to just get even busier. Well, it's a nice middle ground cause it's like 30 minutes to Provo and yeah what 45 to salt lake and you have like the mountains in your backyard Dude. without the city view like everything's so just nice mountains. got the Provo river that runs literally right through the middle of oh town. yeah you fish yeah. right yeah and then skiing hiking trail running it's got access to everything from your front door did you do much fishing this year not as much did you see okay i didn't know this but did you know we get salmon like pink salmon mm-hmm. yeah no idea. um they so i know that they've stocked them in some of the reservoirs. I know that they have them in, I think it's uh, Flaming Gorge, I want to say. I think it was Flaming Gorge. Yeah, and then I know they run up from there, and I know that they're in Strawberry Reservoir as well, oh, okay. which is like So do they migrate? Or yeah. do so, they just like stock them here and then they... Well, it's just biological for them. They're, yeah. They run upstream. Right. Because um, it's just what they do when it's time to die. That's so crazy. <laughs> I saw like photos of it, and I was like, no way that's in Utah. And like I saw a buddy, like saw pictures of it. Or he posted pictures of it, and I was like, that's nuts. Yeah. So do you usually fish Provo? Yeah. That's a pretty popular spot, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's what my uncles, I think, fish there. Yeah, I love fishing the Provo. Uh, in Heber, it's awesome. Great fishing. It's, it's called the Middle Provo, the section that they have up there. Oh, right, okay. And it, it gets a lot of fishing traffic just because guides and people from Salt Lake, it's just so accessible that people go up there all the time. But right. It's a brown trout fishery and it's good fishing all year round. Like you can fish there the winter. Have you ever done um, ice fishing? Only one time. How was that? Um, different. Cold? Yeah. It's a different experience <laughs> than fly fishing for sure. Just because it's cold. Well, it wasn't cold because we had a big tent set up and a heater. And the guy oh, that I went sick. with actually had this full setup where he had a projector screen set up inside <laughs> the tent. He was so, watching Netflix. Yeah. I think we watched like... Ferris Bueller's Day Off or something That's like sick. while we were ice fishing. And so it's a great completely way to fish. different experience <laughs> in fly fishing, but I enjoyed it. I just enjoyed fly fishing, kind of the, the craft of it. Have you been, so have you been fishing your whole life? Like, okay. no, I picked it up like two or three years ago. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Just one of those things. I don't know. I kind of have a tendency to just like, it seems like a form of meditation almost. Yeah. It like really is. Um, yeah. It's super, you just get in that flow state. Yeah. Kinda. I mean, I know that you, you snowboard, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's a similar kind of it's mindset like you where you get zone into out. that. Yeah. Just yeah. that where you lose sense of time and you just get zoned into that. your surroundings. And like what, when I get in like a creative state, like with editing and stuff, like I kind of just move like before I know it, it's 2 a.m., you know, and I feel like that's probably pretty similar to fishing or 
Yeah. The day just goes by so quick, especially when we're with good company. Yeah. I've always, I've, I wanted to start doing fly fishing a few years ago, but I never, I just never, I'd have like money to buy the gear and stuff, but it seems really cool. Like, I mean, so many people do it, so there has to be something to it. Well, yeah. If you ever want to go, there you I go. have like a dozen rods. So really? Yeah. I maybe. can totally take you in. Dude, maybe this summer. It's coming summer. Yeah. It's Kay. a lot of fun. Well, so about your race. Okay. Have your legs healed since then? Yeah. How long Actually, has it been? It, so it was on Saturday, Jeez. just this past Saturday. Yeah, 50 miles through the desert. Where um, was it? It was in Moab. Okay. Right. The start of the race was right outside of Moab. Like, okay. As you're coming in to town, there's a little pullout called Gemini Bridges and the start of the race was right there. Okay. And it kind of goes up Gemini Bridges Road, drops, goes through this beautiful canyon. I was Does there. Does it go up the canyon? Like when you're driving in the Moab, you go left? So as you're coming into Moab on the right side, like right after the turnoff to go towards Canyonlands and Dead Horse Point. Oh, yeah. Um, it's just like maybe a mile down the road. There's a oh, dirt okay. parking lot. And the start was just right there, right off the main road. Okay. And so... I guess if we, if we rewind, so I've been watching you run what, how many miles a day are you running before this leading up to this? So I to was train, I guess. doing more of a weekly mileage count than, okay. a, than a daily mileage count. Um, and it was, I don't know, it was a slow build because I wasn't a runner a year ago. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I picked up running this year. That's what I'm curious and, about. Cause I'm like, I'm yeah. not much of a runner either. <laughs> well, it's, I mean, similar to fly fishing. Like I just, in a flow state well i get this idea in my head and i just you have to go i don't get know it. i have to do it i yeah. don't know i can't not well, do it so i remember so we were training for our spartan race and i downloaded strava the running app and i remember seeing like you're running i was like scott is nuts because you were running like <laughs> was like 10 miles like some some days we were running like 10 miles and like yeah. what, so what was your weekly average that you were trying to hit um so for the year, my weekly average is, I think, like 32 to 36 miles a week. Um, and that's for for distance running and ultra running. I would say that's on the lower end. Okay. Um, there are a lot of people that do a lot more than that a week. Dude, Cameron Haynes, you know him? Um, is he the bow hunter? Yeah. Yeah. He does like a marathon a day or something Dude, crazy. That's nuts. Yeah, I'm I like, actually listened to his interview with Joe Rogan uh -huh. not too long ago. And yeah, but it's... Superhumans. I don't know when you get into running that much and you get into those longer distances, it just kind of switches yeah. this gear I'm in your sure, mind. I'm sure there's something that kind of clicks in your, in your yeah, brain. And I think it's your body as well. Like my resting heart rates, just stupid low. Like yeah. I bet <laughs> low, low fifties, sometimes the forties. And I think it's, for me, it's had a huge impact on just mental Everything. health and yeah overall anxiety. I, I don't feel as stressed out. I don't get overwhelmed. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. What, so what made you start running and like setting towards these goals? Uh, so this year in March, my brother, um, he asked me if I wanted to sign up for a half marathon with him. Okay. And this was the Salt Lake half marathon. Actually finish line was just right, right there, over here, right, okay. right outside. So I guess it's kind of fitting comes full circle. Yeah, there you go. But, um, he was like, you want to do a half marathon with me? And I was like, sure like yeah. you know why not and i guess to rewind maybe like two or maybe i think it was two summers ago um i visited this this town called leadville in colorado okay um it's, i think it's the highest city in the country it's at ten thousand feet okay. elevation and my wife and i um for a photography business we um are preferred vendors for this, this venue up there in the mm -hmm. area, it's called Camp Hale. And so we've, we'd been up there a couple of times. And I remember one time we were up there, I saw, I think it was the weekend of the Leadville marathon. Okay. They do. It starts at 10,000 feet. It goes up over this mountain, 13,000 feet and comes back down into town. Crazy so it's climb. just this crazy race. And I remember reading about it while we were there and just feeling like that race energy and just like, yeah, kind of that. I don't know. I call it like a universal ping. Like yeah. the universe is just kind of pinging at you or right. like, you know, prodding you or poking you in a direction. And, um, and I remember just thinking, I want to do this one day. Like, you know, Heck this yeah. is something I want to do. 
and then my brother asked me to do it that half marathon with him this year. And I was like, sure, I'll sign up and, um, did it, loved it. I fell in love with not just running, but like just the process of training for races. Uh-huh. Not, I guess not racing specifically, but just training and right. running and having that routine and something to look forward to every day and finished that and was like, well, I'm in shape. I might as well try for a marathon. Might as well keep going. <laughs> finished a marathon. And I thought I'm in shape. Like, let's see if I can get faster. And that was then, the mindset. When we did the Spartan race, I was like, we, we signed up for a half marathon in Moab, but we ended up, it ended up kind of falling through. So we, we didn't get to do it, but that's like, now that I've kind of pushed myself to, I'm like, I need to push it further, you know? Yeah. Well, it's like, I don't know. I just got to the point where I had a good base level of fitness and I was like, why should I let this go away? Right. Like just keep building on it while I have it. And would you say it was, it's been like the most fit you've ever been like in life or? Yeah, definitely. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I was never much of a, I played soccer in high school, but I was never an athlete. Like sure. never really got into anything intense. Yeah. Um, never was into like lifting weights, never Mm. consistent at going to the gym. If I did go to the gym, it was like 20 minutes on the treadmill. Right. A little bit of some machines. I mean, I have like definitely a runner's build, like very skinny. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, just wanted to go all in on running. Yeah. It's been fun. So leading up to this, were you, what were your kind of emotions leading to it? Were you like nervous? Were you like studying it a bunch or? Dude, I was so nervous. Yeah. Um, Dude, 50 miles is insane. Yeah. Um, I trained a lot and especially the month before I did two marathons and then I had two weekends where I did um, two back-to-back long runs and just tried to build so a, I some confidence and some fitness what was going the into furthest, the race. Or what was the furthest you ran leading up to it. Was it a marathon? Marathon, 26.2 miles. Do you feel like, do you feel like you need to run 50 miles? Uh, Let's see. That's not, I was going to say, do you need to run 50 miles to be able to do 50 miles? But so I guess, because some people say that if you run, say like seven miles, then you could probably run a marathon or a half marathon. Like you don't have to run the full. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. You know, it totally does. I think that, I mean, it took me a thousand miles of training to run 50 miles. Right. Okay. And, but I think that if anyone can finish a marathon, then if they slow down a lot, they could do a 50 mile race. Yeah. It's just kind of a endurance thing. Maybe? Yeah. It's you, more of like a, so I do a lot of heart rate training Okay. for this race and just like you know, tracking it, targeting or? during my runs, targeting specific heart rate zones. Oh, okay. Um, and for ultra endurance events, like, you know, when you're going to be out there for 10 hours, if you, if your heart rate gets up to, for us, like one, how old are you? 20, 25. Yeah. So like 160, 170, if your heart rate gets up that high during a, an ultra marathon, you're going to be at a calorie Gas deficit out. pretty, pretty fast and just bomb. Oh, that's and, interesting. Um, so the goal is to try and keep your heart rate pretty moderate, uh-huh. um, in what they call zone two. And so that's what I did is just trained my heart and my body to be able to sustain that zone two for a little bit longer every week. And, oh, okay. um, got to the point where I got up to like four and a half, five hours of just constant zone two. Wow. And then that got me ready for 10 hours of running. That's crazy. <laughs> Dude, I, I, I keep like, that's all I've been thinking about this week is like, how do you run for 10 hours? But there's also part of me that's like, I want to try that, you know? And like, well, so did you have any trainer or anything? Like any, was it all just your own research? My own research. Yeah. Um, I listened to a lot of podcasts. Yeah. I read a lot of books. Um, while I was running, I listened to audiobooks almost always, um, either audiobooks or podcasts and, uh, just a lot of research. I kind of would ask people that are a lot more experienced yeah. athletes than I am, um, for advice and would get advice from them or reading articles, reading blogs, trail runner magazine, ultra runner magazine. They've got Just a ton of research. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. crazy. Um, <clears throat> did your wife think you were crazy? <laughs> yeah. I think in the beginning she was like kind of really like happy and supportive. And then she, it's just such a big, like I didn't realize getting into it how big of a commitment it was going to be for her as well just oh, because really? of the training and how demanding yeah. it is. Like 
because I'm working eight to four. Right. And then, and then trying to pull that usually, out of your butt. Yeah. Usually coming home <laughs> and then already being tired and then having to go run for an hour, 90 minutes. And then, yeah, it's just like she was, I couldn't have done it without her yeah. support. So is, is, uh, what's like your average, like 10 mile, is that like an hour about or, okay. That's what I need to shoot for. Yeah. I, um, <clears throat> if you're wanting to train for an ultra, um, there are some plans that you can follow online and, and go and kind of stick to. Um, I did it a little bit differently because I was running road races as well. So I ran in October two road marathons that I kind of used as like a building blocks for this race. Okay. Um, and yeah, it's just little by little. I increased my long runs by about 10 to 20% every week for a few weeks. And then I just tried to maintain that base level of fitness for as long as I could. Interesting. Okay. I did deal with some injuries. That's that, yeah, that was my next question. Um, that slowed down the training a little bit, had some tendonitis, Achilles tendonitis, just a little bit, Oof. not nothing too bad. Like I was really lucky I would say. Cause a lot of runners deal with like some pretty some bad gnarly, injuries. Like, I think, uh, meniscus like injuries are pretty common, aren't they? Yeah. Like the knee stuff. Yeah. And I actually did have knee surgery a few years ago. Okay. Um, that I was always worried about, especially when I started running and it's, yeah. yeah. Well, that's, well, so that's what my, my biggest thing is my knees are like terrible. Cause I've played soccer since I was three. And then once oh, I, played, so I didn't know you were a soccer yeah. player too. I cool. played soccer from three to 18 until they kicked me out pretty much. I didn't play for high school. I, that's one thing I like regret a little bit as I didn't try out, but it was kind of like, I just, it, it got a little bit too like political for me. And I was like, I just wanted to enjoy it. You know? Yeah. High school sports are they're crazy. So political. But well, so I, so I did that. And then once I was transitioning out of soccer is when I was really getting into snowboarding. And so I did that until, you know, two years ago, pretty much. And so like my knees are just destroyed. And I'm like, that's the hard part is like mentally, I think I could for sure push myself to do it, but it's like, will my body hold up under the pressure of running, you know? Yeah. And that's just kind something of, with time. Yeah. yeah you don't know you, unless you, you try to test the waters and see how your body responds. Um, I would say most people, if you're training for an ultra, it's different. Like road marathons are different because people, you can go fast. Like yeah, within a three to four hour window, you can sustain a relatively high heart rate for that period of time. And, okay. and you know, you can go, pr you can train your body to go pretty fast during a road marathon. Is that um, just cause of terrain just cause it's on a road or yeah. And just the, the time frame. Okay. Um, but yeah, ultras, I, some people do go that fast for 50 miles or even a hundred miles. Dude, people are nuts. Yeah. Like, well, so there's the, the Moab 240. I'm sure you heard of that. Right. Uh -huh. And I know like, um, I don't know her name, but a girl won it last according year. to Walter. Yeah. And I was like, cause she was on Rogan and they were talking about it and she won by like 12 hours or something insane. Yeah. Where she could have like fallen asleep and got up running and still would have won. Nice. And I'm like, 240 miles is like terrifying. Like thinking about that. Yeah. But you want, so you want to do a hundred next, right? Is that, um, yeah, there's one race that Leadville. Oh um, yeah. There's a hundred mile race in Leadville that I would want to do. Okay. Um, but after finishing 50, I don't, <laughs> I don't know a break if there's of it. <laughs> much outside of, uh, that race that I would want to try the hundred mile distance at. Yeah. Um, but Leadville, there's just something about it. It's like magnetic to me. It was the beginning. Yeah. It's, I don't know. There's, it's hard to explain and put into words, but it just makes sense. things in life, you know, that you feel just gotta, that pull to. Yeah. And I've been trying to be better, especially as I've gotten older to just pay attention to that. And yeah. Try and lean towards lean your, into that a little bit. The universe see. is telling yeah, you. Yeah. Just to kind of explore those curiosities. I like that. And so, I know you like David Goggins a bunch, right? Dude. Is he your inspo for the Goggins? Yeah. He woke me up. Dude, he's dope. <laughs> yeah. He's a beast, man. Um, I read his book and that it was, was like good. one of the biggest, like I, I would say I've always 
kind of wanted to run, but that was a book that made me believe that I could do it. Yeah. Could finish an ultra marathon potentially. So yeah, Goggins is a beast. Dude, dude. Goggins is nuts. I, anytime I start, like if I'm at the gym and I'm like on the stair step or something and I start like getting tired, I just hear like him yelling at me and I'm like, okay, get back on the log. There was, so he did that race recently. Do you see where he like got emitted to a hospital and like went back the next day and like finished it mm-hmm. and like, oh man, he's nuts. Yeah. If, if people that are listening to this, if you've never heard of David Goggins, go look him up. He's a, he's a psycho, psychopath. Yeah. He's a, I mean, just an unreal human being and reading his book and just like hearing I'm about sure his so much story and where he's come yeah. from, you know, he was at one point, I think almost 300 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. And within a period of almost like two and a half months, he lost a hundred pounds so he could join the Navy SEALs. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, just like that this, alone takes people yeah, their whole life to like achieve, you know, he just has this human, like this willpower that's unparalleled. Have you heard of, uh, Jocko? Mm-mm. Oh man. Jocko's like oh, hit. Okay. So Jocko, uh, Willink, he's a Navy SEAL. He's, uh, he, he's, he's pretty much identical to Goggins just in his own way. Um, yeah, he has a lot of good stuff. You'll have to look him up, but he, he has one video where it's titled, uh, good. And it's basically like anything that gets thrown at you in life. Like say you get fired from your job. It's like, okay, good. Gives me the opportunity to find a new opportunity or, and that's like his response for everything. It's a good mindset. But he, yeah, he's a, he's a Navy SEAL veteran and he's, he's nuts. He wakes up his, all of his Instagram posts are just 4.30 AM, like, his watch and he's getting up and working Beast out. mode activated. Yeah, dude, he's nuts. Um, that's what I was going to say with the Spartan race that we did that I, have you ever done one of those? No, I haven't. They're like that. So this was our first one and we had, we had no idea what to prepare for all of me and my buddies were like, we, we like lift weights and we, we don't do much cardio. And so leading up to it, I, I did a decent amount. Like I was hitting, this doesn't sound good at all. Running's hard no matter you. how far. <laughs> but like I was hitting like three miles. I'm trying to think what I, I was doing. Like, I think I was doing like eight minute miles for three miles, which was a big step for me. But I felt pretty like prepared for the race when it came. But we ended up doing, I think, like nine miles, um, just over eight, eight and a half miles, I think is what it was. And there was like 29 obstacles. And the obstacles were the hard part because – it takes so much like grip strength and like physical strength. But ever since doing that, it just, there was something like primal about it that kind of clicks in your head. And I don't know if that's like the caveman in me that's like speaking, you know, but like something about it is it's definitely something I'll probably do like the rest of my life as long as I can, you know, Spartan I think, races. Yeah. So I think next year, this coming year, so you, it's called the, you can get a trifecta and it's basically you do three races in a year. And you can do two in one day. It's like the sprint, I think is what it's called. And it's like a mile and a half or something. And then you go and do like an ultra or whatever, which is what we did. Um, But yeah, my goal going into 2020 is to get my trifecta. So I'll be doing three Spartan races. That's awesome. And that's like we were saying when we did this one, we even talked to guys that had, there was one guy that was talking to us and he has done, he's done seven Spartan races and he said the one that we did was like one of the hardest he's ever done because we just did it at snow basin. So the incline, we pretty much climbed the whole mountain and then came down. But yeah, I definitely, there's definitely something that you, you get in like a mental state where you're like, you're committed to it, you know? Yeah. Something important about that, you know? Oh, I think so for sure. Man, the Spartan races sound like a lot of fun. And I, they're fun. I've seen them through social media and, um, where I work, we do event supply. So athletic event supply. Oh yeah. Um, you do like the, it's like the tents or like mm-hmm. the banners and stuff. Yeah. Tents, booths, flags, I guess. Those, all the stuff that you see at like a vendor village for a race yeah. and event. Okay. Um, we supply a lot of that stuff. And cool. so I've seen a lot of the stuff for the Spartan races and they look brutal. Dude, they go hard. Like, and, well, what's cool about it is just full body demand. Yeah. Well, like what we thought going into it, we were watching cause we're like, why do we sign up for an ultra? Like it's this gnarly race. Like, why didn't we just do like, what is a, it like, is it 
between eight or 10 miles, I think. So it's, it was, I think it's 8.6 miles. And what was funny is they ran out of parking. So we had to walk like a mile and a half to the starting line. Yeah. Like start the watch. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, yeah. So they have a bunch of different races. It's really cool because it's not like a, we were thinking it was way more aggressive and like, we're going to be surrounded by a bunch of Goggins type people, but it's just like, it's, there's tons of like families that are doing it. Like people are running for like, you know, family members that passed away or whatever, you know, there's just so many different types of people doing it. And it's amazing. Like some people you'll see up there, like we saw people that are like pretty hefty people that are up on the mountain, like grinding. And it's like, everybody's just there for the same reason. Like I thought, I think I heard Goggins name probably like 90 times. Like everybody like everyone's like obsessed with like that, like training, you know, mentality. But yeah, it was definitely, if, 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 if you haven't done it before, I definitely would recommend just for the fun of like pushing yourself. But it's definitely like we had to crawl through like bushes and barbed wire like above you. I think I remember seeing videos of you carrying like this gigantic. Dude, that cement ball, cement the Atlas ball. ball. And, yeah. Well, dude, so I, I didn't even. I, I probably couldn't even before. pick that up. I'm, well, I've got like. Dude, they're like 100 pounds or something. And I like I walked up to it. And I, I was like, oh, yeah, they look probably like 50 pounds. And the guy next to me was like, no, they're not. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And I, like, leaned down to pick it up. And I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to pick this thing up. And I figured out, like, if you roll it onto your lap, then you can kind of lift it up. But, yeah, that race, it definitely pushed me to, like, my edge, you know. That was, like, the hardest. good feeling. Hardest thing I've ever probably done. Some of the hikes I've done are, are pretty close. But, like, physically, I was just like, this is insane. But that's why now I want to do three, you know, <laughs> something about it. <laughs> yeah. It just keeps you know, coming back for more. Yeah. Well, it's, now it's like, now we know what to expect. So now we kind of can train towards it. And yeah. I think we're going to try to do one in March. I think is the soonest, but yeah, I heard someone say this on a, a different podcast and they said, uh, that like running and racing is like the inverse of like the party scene, like drinking, yeah. and, um, just drugs and partying. It's like the contrast. Those are, it. those are fun while you do it and then after they suck yeah and then but running and and old like endurance events they suck while you do it but then after you get that endorphin release and that like that high yeah well dude the end of that race was the coolest feeling because like because the whole time i was worried about like if they had water stuff at the beginning and getting like gnarly blisters through the whole race but they actually had it at the very very end where you like you dive in the water. You have to go under a wall and like go submerge. Literally swimming. Just yeah, like, like you have to like dive under a wall and it's like muddy water. You can't see anything. And you have to like climb up a bunch of stuff, but like all these people are like cheering yawn and like uh, it was just crazy. It's emotional. They, I think there was like I can't remember what a band was playing, but it was like Metallica or something. I was like, eh. I was like just like it was such a good feeling. And then they like put the metal around you. Yeah, it was it was a good feeling. I can't imagine what your 50 mile like that feeling must have been nuts. Yeah, it was, I mean, I was emotional. Yeah. Yeah. Just so physically exhausted that emotions yeah. just start to, you know, you get flooded with everything and all sorts of thoughts. And yeah. Um, I didn't listen to music or anything during really? the whole race. Um, wow. That's which crazy. It's a lot different. Uh, ultra events are a lot different than, say like a road race or road marathon because you're constantly surrounded by people and energy and you know That's there's true, like yeah. this you run through aid stations and there's people cheering and on an during an ultra you'll maybe go a couple of hours without seeing a single person and you know you have this time to just kind of be alone with yourself and yeah that's that sounds so cool yeah, and like and it's really i don't know you have this opportunity that i've never experienced where you just got to get to turn inward and you know yeah you just reevaluate yourself it's like like, being in space by yourself or something that's crazy yeah and i loved it it's similar to what you said it's just such a a good experience when you get it done and finish um so was the terrain that you were running through was it just like trails or like was it flat for the most part or was it up and down it was brutal really yeah Um, (laughs) because it was all on slick rock and sandstone so well most of it i would say probably like 60, 70% was slick rock. And so it's just brutal because dude, it's that's like dude, up and down. And, yeah. Um, yeah. There are some spots that were literally like stairs yeah. that you had to go up and then just no, 
step, no two steps were the same. So right. it's like every You're step was a little bit uneven. And so I think that my feet, my ankles took the most beating and that's oh, what I, I wasn't expecting. Yeah. Cause I trained on trails and trails generally are softer and a little bit more forgiving, yeah. like than roads. I mean, that makes sense. It's a lot, a little bit more forgiving for your joints, but it was just so brutal. My is ankles there anything were swollen. To do and, for your ankles? Like you have, can you wear braces or anything or is it kind of just, I don't know. I've heard some people prefer ankle socks that mm. don't cover their ankles so that their ankle has improved mobility. I heard some mm. people like to wear longer socks to support the ankle. Um, it's really kind of got to do it and yeah. see what works just, best Yeah, because there's no way to know. But this race specifically, I signed up for this 50 mile race because it didn't have as much of an elevation profile. So it didn't, a lot of ultras are on trail. Most of them are on trails and yeah. have a lot of elevation gain up right. and down. And for my first one, I wanted to try and stay a little bit flatter. That um, makes sense. So I didn't have it to be so difficult, but it was brutal just because the slick rock was so, so just technical. Yeah. Um, and it's like running on cement kind of like, I'm sure the footing's pretty yeah. hard and it's not like trails, like you said, it's not as soft. And there were some spots though. I remember getting to like, I think it was like mile 45 and we'd gotten <laughs> off this sandstone and I was running with this kid who, um, he had fallen down at mile like 30 and, yeah. um, almost dropped out of the race and decided that he was going to try and finish. And so I was running with him for a little bit and we got to this mile 45. It switched from that slick rock to this like sandy wash. Oh, nice. And it was just like harder to run in, but I just remember feeling like this overwhelming you. relief. And I was just like, oh my gosh, feels so good to <laughs> not just be pounding into slick rock yeah. step after step. And then it was nice. The last five miles were just a nice gravel road. That's nice. Through to the finish line. That's crazy. Brought it home. So I wanted to talk to you before we have to go. We got like 15-ish minutes left. Shoot. Went by quick, huh? Yeah. Um, so you've thought about doing like a podcast or like YouTube or? Um, yeah, I've thought about doing something similar to this okay. podcast. I've, I've just, I've loved podcasts and played a big role in um, just me developing, I guess, into the person I am. I mean, oh, I've, for the sure. past five years, I've probably, the people that knew me 10 years ago probably wouldn't recognize you. Don't even know me now. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the, that is, I can credit to just podcasts and it's oh, played yeah. a big influence on my life. And I've just wanted to explore it. I mean, meeting awesome people and hearing their stories be a cool experience. Exactly. Well, yeah. that's a, like, that's kind of why I started this was like, there's so many times when, you know, we'll go down to the desert and go camping or we'll be on a road trip to St. George, whatever. And it's like, there's always so many opportunities for good conversations. And like, usually it's with your friends or with people that you obviously are on a road trip with, you know, that you care about. And I'm like, there needs, I need to like document this in some way, you know, whether it's sitting down with, you know, good friends or sitting down with people that have cool stories or whatever it is. I'm like, and just like documenting it for the sake of documenting it, you know? Cause I'm like one day when I'm 50 years old, 60 years old, I'm going to be able to look back and like, Oh, this was the conversation I had with Scott when I was 25 years old, you know, talking about, you know, ultra marathon and all that stuff, you know, I'm like there's definitely something to that, you know, when you've finished your ultra marathon. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> when my knees are broken because I tried to do a 20 miler. You, you do better than <laughs> you think you would. Dude, I, w I genuinely would like, would love to try it. I just like, I'm like, man, if man, there's, if there's one thing that I learned through that whole thing, it's that like human capacity, like we set ourselves, we tell ourselves that we can do so much less than we actually can. Oh yeah. Like if we knew, like human potential is limitless, right? And like mm. you're human, I'm human. That means our potential is limitless. Like right. there's nothing, literally well, nothing that the human body can't do. What was the, that quote that Goggins uses that you use like 40% of something? Yeah. Um, when you think you've reached your, uh, like when you think you're at your breaking point, you're really only at 40%. Yeah. That, that one's always effort. connected with like in my head when I'm working out and stuff, I'm yeah. like, you got more. Keep yeah. Going. And then every time you push past that 40%, you're pushing that. Yeah. He calls it the governor in his, in his, in his book. It's the, like a car 
has a governor on it so that it can't go past right. a certain speed. But if you took the governor off, it'd take off. Keep and going. the human body has that governor as well. And it's just in our mind. That's a cool metaphor. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's, it's just, there's so many things that like mentally, if you can get past, it just unlocks a whole open, you know, new door. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. And that's what, um, with YouTube and like just vlogging and like recording myself. It's funny. Cause I, I realized the other day, I'm like, I don't have a camera voice anymore. Like, you know, when you listen to yourself on a camera and you're like, Oh, like that's my voice. Mm-hmm. Like that people hear it's like, now when I listen to myself, I'm like, I'm like, that's my normal voice. And like, also with like doing vlogs, it's like, I remember trying to think like watching vloggers, like Casey Neistat, all these people. I'm like, they have no fear. Like just hold the camera out and talk to it. And like, and I'm like, that's, I, I never like questioned that I could get there. I just, I'm like, that is going to take so much work. You know, it's hard for me. Yeah. And it's like, super, it makes me super uncomfortable it's super, to be in front of the camera. <laughs> yeah. And it's something that I still struggle with. It's probably why I like taking pictures versus yeah, being behind the camera. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah. And like over the past two years is like, I've been focusing on, uh, creating videos and even the past like six months, I've been trying to really push YouTube and like, it's just been way more enjoyable and like just something that I can, it's almost like, because I don't have eyes on me, it's like, I can just mess around and do whatever I want, you know? And, uh, I've just noticed, like, I just, I don't really, I've gotten past that gauge, you know, I've gotten past like really caring because most of the time, at least when it comes to like vlogging, it's like, if people are looking at you, they're just wondering like, who's this guy? You know, what, what is he recording? Like, I want to see what he's doing. Cause he's obviously doing something important, you know? And yeah, I think life is definitely about just getting past those. What'd you say? Gauges or governors, governors. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, that's, that's a, true. That's and a cool it, metaphor. It's cool how that can apply to just so Everything. many different aspects yeah. of life. Well, you can, yeah, you can apply it to relationships. You can apply it to oh. your work, you know, everything. Yeah. It's crazy. To everything. Yeah. I wanted to ask you about your tattoos. Okay. I didn't know you had as many tattoos you have. Yeah, I have a lot. How many, do you know how many you have? Um, so I've got this, my right arm full sleeve. I've got some on my left leg as well. Okay. That's what, it. what was your first one? I have an hourglass right here on the back of my arm. Oh, sick. Um, that was my very first one. And a lot of them I got. So what's the one on your elbow right there? It's or, uh, inside wolf. That one's dope. Yeah. Wolf. I love the traditional style. Yeah. That's I'm all about it. Um, they all kind of mean different things and, um, are a collection of just like kind of this period I went through in my life when I was, I don't know, 24 to 27, 28. Um, How old are you right now? I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll be 29 in like two months. Really? So, yeah. I thought you were like my age. No. You're looking I'm, young. Well, that's good. It's all the running, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I I guess had a little bit of a faith transition mm-hmm. um, in my mid-20s. And a lot of these symbolize <clears throat> to me just kind of that transition and a belief system that I've had in my life. And yeah, um, this one specifically, like the torch that I have here. Um, that one's dope. Yeah. There's a lyric from one of my favorite bands, brand new. Um, they have a song that says, uh, who do you carry your torch for now? Or do you carry it around just to burn things to the ground? Uh, um, and so to me, it's just like a reminder that I can't just be like reckless and I, I need to have purpose in my life yeah. and direction. And, um, but yeah, they all have different for? meetings and yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, I, I don't have any tattoos. My fiance, trying to get used to saying she has two that she got and i, I that's i've always been curious because i'll probably get some eventually it's kind of like i don't know what to get you you know yet but have you ever is there any of them that you like regret at all or is it just a piece of your timeline no i mean <clears throat> obviously like when i got them my family didn't like them my parents yeah. didn't like them. <laughs> um and that's to be expected i think yeah any parent would feel that way <laughs> But no, for me, I think like whenever people ask me, I just say like they help me to stop caring what people think about me. Okay. Because um, people are going to judge me whether I have tattoos or not. So, yeah, you know. Yeah, I've, I've uh, <clears throat> the two that I've thought about getting. Um, one is there's the poem. I should know it if I'm going to get a tattoo. It's it's the one that goes uh, 
the do not go gentle into that good night. It's an interstellar, like it's an interstellar. But I think I want to say the. Would you do like script, like the actual? Yeah, well, I think I would write it in my own handwriting. I think is what I would do, and I would probably just do like a line. It's basically one of the lines I like in it is it's rage, rage against the dying of the light, and I'm pretty sure I might be wrong, but I think the poem was written. The person that wrote it, he wrote it about I think his dad or his grandfather, and they were on their deathbed. And it was like, it was basically like until the dying of the light, like freaking rage until you're done, you know, like grind until you're done, you know, and I something and that honestly, that might be something I made up in my head, but I'm like, eh, I mean, if that, that's what it means in my head, I'll, I could do yeah. it. Yeah. That's... <laughs> it sounds cool. So I was like, eh. so something like that. Um, or the just I, I've been really thinking about the word just focus. I, I just keep seeing it like everywhere I go, like the word focus and like being focused on what you're doing or kind of like the torch, like focusing on what matters, focusing on who matters, stuff like that. Um, and that's what, when I was with, um, yes theory, have you watched any of their stuff? Mm-hmm. So yes, theory, maybe I have, it's do you know just who they not are? ringing a bell. Okay. I'm... So they're, they're a YouTube channel and okay. you'd probably like them a lot. They're, they're all about just like, uh, like helping people and they, I mean, their YouTube, they do like cool challenges and stuff, but they're the ones I went down to Moab with a couple months ago. And they have like almost, I think like 4 million on YouTube. Like they're pretty big. But, um, one of the guys, his name's Thomas. I was talking to him on our way down there and I was like, what's like one thing that you hear or that you notice in people that are like big YouTubers or big, they're from LA, so it's like big people in LA. It's a lot of big because they in they LA. know everybody. Like they've they've uh, done stuff with like Will Smith. They've done like stuff with pretty much everybody. That'd be one person I'd love to yeah Will get Smith. coffee with or something. Yes, yeah. you could do a whole another podcast on just Will Smith and his yeah. mentality. But yeah, he was like he's like honestly, it's just people's focus and their ability to um, execute on goals that they've set. Um, and that, like, for some reason, it just keeps, like, resonating with me with, like, what I'm doing or what I'm trying to accomplish. And then it's, like, uh, I know, like, The Rock, he, like, when he's working out, he'll, like, focus. And I'm, like, I just keep seeing it and hearing it everywhere. And I'm, like, that'd be a cool tattoo. Like, even if it was, like, I don't know, like, somewhere on my hand or something. Like, something pretty simple, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I think uh, eventually. That's the thing. Me and my brother talked about it. Cause, that applies to so many. Yeah, everything. Like, the photo video world as well. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like, yeah, being focused on again, like my YouTube videos and like I've set out for a goal, like focus and execute those goals, you know, yeah. the same with the podcast, like get them out, you know, focus on what you're trying to, what's your, what's like, what's your, your next, why, your, you know, your next big goal. Yeah. Mine. Yeah. Oh shoot. Um, I would say, I guess in, in what like realm of things like social media or like, relation or like what would you say like what do you i got a lot of goals i don't know (laughs) Um, something for next year like 2020 2020 i would say so right now my i'm focusing on my goal for this year is to get out of debt that i have my credit cards it's a pretty good chunk of change but i do have some like paychecks from brands i've worked with coming in the next couple weeks that i'm like Dude, that's freedom though. Yeah. Well, that's, so I'm, my goal is to bit, get paid off that by the end of the year. So I can go into the year of getting married with debt free, um, goal with like business. I would say with our like wedding stuff is like, now that we have our website done, we have kind Congrats, of, by the way, thank you. you guys <laughs> are pain in the butt. <laughs> but Weddings now that we have fun, like man. a, you're going to love it. Yeah. Well, so we, now we have a foundation for it and now it's like, I just need to, I just want to make money. You know, I just want to like, do what I love and just like make money at it, you know, which is kind of, I think it's kind of, I think people are are afraid to say that they want to make money. You know, I think it's like, there's, there's definitely a mindset of like chasing what you want to do, you know, but I'm like, I want to chase what I want to do and make money that I can take care of my family with, you know, it's like, I, my, my dad's always kind of instilled this, like, I want to be able to make enough money where I can take care of people that aren't as fortunate with finances and stuff. Like if I have a friend that's struggling, I can give them a loan and like not expect it back, you know? 
stuff like that. So that's like with weddings and stuff. Like I just want to freaking push it as hard as I can until I don't know when, you know, until I can do like YouTube and stuff full time, you yeah. know. And that's and that's the next thing is like for my YouTube going to this year. I need to really sit down and kind of like get a game plan of like how many like subscribers do I want to try to hit by three months and you know, and that's what's been interesting is like the more videos I produce for my YouTube, I gain like ten subscribers every video, and so it's like, okay, if I create you know ten more videos, it's gonna be a hundred, and then how can I keep continue to build that you know, and eventually, maybe it'll be my full time job you know, and that's for sure like the end goal for me, would be like doing photography social media brand stuff and like maybe do a wedding like twice a year three times a year something where it's like a big paycheck but it's like not our main gig that would be like my end goal you know but that's awesome let's let's hear yours what's your 2020 goal dude um yeah start anything new podcast i mean that'd be fun I, I haven't given that one as much thought podcast just cause it's kind of overwhelming. It's a big commitment. Yeah. <laughs> and just the equipment and gear that would go into it. I yeah. don't even know where to start. Uh, running wise want to, do you want to do any races? One race I want to do. Um, it's called the Leadville marathon. It's right. the one I want to do. So next that's year. the one in Colorado, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Top 25 finishers get a ticket to, uh, the Leadville 100. <sighs> and so I want to train hard and see if I can, get top 25 to, Gangster to get a level. ticket. But so is that race, is that a 50? It's a hundred miles or the, the Colorado one. So the marathon is 26. Oh, so it's just 2. a marathon. Mm -hmm. And then yeah. Top 25, get a ticket to the hundred. Dang. And it's, it's a lottery race. It's a lot of, it's the second oldest hundred mile race in the country. Wow. Okay. Um, so it's, I mean, that race supports the entire economy of that city. Like if it weren't oh, for yeah. the racing community, that city wouldn't exist anymore. That's crazy. So that's yeah, pretty cool though. It, but that's a big one. Um, my wife and I are at a point now where, you know, we want to consider a family. So that's, 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 that's a big kids, goal. Right? No kids. Okay. Do you have dogs? We have two dogs. Nice. Um, so yeah, next year, the big goal is be train hard, race hard, consider the family. You know, Ooh, that'd be maybe crazy. Have a, maybe have a kid. There you go. Um, or another dog. Um, no, <laughs> two dogs is enough. <laughs> okay. But, um, yeah, really my focus has shifted in the past year. I bet. Yeah. We've, we've done the weddings for so long now that, um, I feel like I imagine good, you can get burnt out pretty yeah, easily with and that. And I did experience that. Uh big time. That's and, what I'm kind of like, I wonder when I'm going to hit that. Cause I know yeah. I've talked to you about that and it, I, I've talked to a few people that they kind of just get worn out from it. And it. Yeah. And I hit a point where I got even, I would say into like my first experiences kind of with like depression and just really? struggling with purpose in my life and right. like not knowing what I wanted to do or like just kind just of, kind of falling in the completely same burnt of out of weddings and not really loving it anymore. And then like, yeah. yeah, just a whole bunch of stuff. But this year has been a good turning point. It's um, awesome for all of that. And we've been really lucky this year where we've been able to slow down our our wedding work, uh -huh. um, charging a bit more for the clients that we get and not having to take as many, which has been a huge relief because right. I think that's what caused a lot of oh, our yeah. burnout sure. was just we were doing 40, 50 weddings a year for wow. three or four years straight. And it was just like constantly that's crazy like, as a grind and yeah constantly editing constantly and know, i'm sure that's probably four or five guys. six weddings to edit and it's oh, just yeah. like overwhelming and I, i'm sure that's like taught you guys so many life lessons like so that you'll like going back to like long-term happiness like that'll teach you so much that you'll be able to use you know maybe when you have a family or when you you know fill in the blank you know i think that's yeah that's really cool that's I, it's crazy because like we I've like, like followed you for you guys forever, you know? And then all of a sudden we're playing Fortnite with David. And then it was like, it's just so crazy. Did I ever tell you Joey was like fangirling? Really? Yeah. She was like, I was like, oh yeah, I was just playing Fortnite with my buddy David and uh, my buddy Scott. And she's like, oh cool. And I was like, you know, like the Hickenloopers like on Instagram. And she's like, wait, you're playing with the Hickenloopers? <laughs> I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, it's Scott. He's That's super just chill. weird to hear. I don't know. I never you guys are famous. think of that. 
You're like Will Smith level. No, we're just two people that got lucky enough to do what we do for, for work. Like, I don't know. It's crazy. We, we entered the Instagram scene at a good point where uh-huh. like right before the whole wedding industry kind of took off, we got our name out there. So we, I just timing, we got lucky, but lucky or prepared because you guys are already grinding. <laughs> no photography. I've just, it was a love of mine since I was 15 or 16. Like, yeah, I was actually looking at a, in elementary school, did you ever make those like, like, what were they like? Big old, like two foot by four foot posters of like yourself and you present yourself yeah. to your class. Yeah, like put your hobbies and stuff on I put it. like what my favorite thing to do was uh-huh. on there when I was in like second grade and it was take pictures. Nice. Yeah, so I looked at that the other day. <laughs> I was at my parents' house and I saw it like in the little scrapbook and I was like, that can't be real. Like, did I really say that when I was that little? I didn't know what I was talking about, but that's sick. That's funny. Well, I think that's a good way to end it. Um, we did just about an hour almost. Yeah. 50 minutes. Dude, that went by quick. We have like, there's so many things we could easily talk about. We could go into a whole hour of like photography. We could go into like everything, but I think that was solid. Well, you're doing awesome stuff. I thoroughly enjoy following everything you do. And it's at the baby stages. It's well, I mean, I know it's just the beginning for you, man. You're going to, you're going to do some awesome stuff and I'm way excited to see what you do. I'm excited to see what you do. I want to do a race with you. Let's do it. Let's train for a 5k. I'll do whatever, (laughs) any distance. Do a Spartan race with me. I'll do a Spartan race with you. Oh shoot. It's been, it's been spoken. Be able to do like more than one pull up though. Dude, I can't do pull ups. (laughs) (laughs) I have the upper body strength of a third grader. So. That's what I've been working on is my upper or my strength in general. And now I need to work on cardio. Yeah. Okay. Well, we can help each other. It sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. We can help each other out. <laughs> scratch my back. I'll scratch yours. Kale. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. If you're listening to this, you can watch it on my YouTube. Go ahead and subscribe. I'm almost at 900 subscribers. We're, we're making some moves over here. Um, if you're on YouTube, you can listen to this on Apple, iTunes. You can listen to it on Spotify, <clears throat> and there's a few other that I don't even I don't even know what the platform is, but you can listen to them on there as well. Just search the Davidson Simulation. If there is a platform that you guys uh, don't see it on, just let me know, and I'm sure I could get it on there for you. Um, but thanks again, Scott, for coming on. Of course, awesome Thank time, you. and we'll see you guys on the next one.